Welcome back, everyone. Good to have you here today. Today's show, we start off by telling a couple jokes and laughing and feeling a bit humorous. And that's a continuation from our previous episode called The Best Medicine. And in that, we talk about humor. We talk about the importance that humor plays in our body. And Peter gives us lesson number 29 today in his Habits That Heal series. And the title of that habit is Use the Best Medicine. So we start off today telling some jokes, getting some laughter, feeling fun. And we also talk about freedom. I have more freedom in my life now than I did prior to ankylosing spondylitis. Now, if you've really let the gravity of that statement sink in and you sort of compare it to where a lot of other people around the world, and when I say a lot, I mean millions and millions of other people around the world are experiencing, my experience is very different because my approach was very different. And the same is true for Peter. And there's a large and growing number of people who can say the same thing. That's a very big statement. And it can give hope to so many people. We also talk about how stress is perceived. And we give the example of going skydiving. And say I'm totally terrified of skydiving and the person I'm going with is super excited. The event in itself is basically the same. We both get into a plane together. We're probably strapped with a professional who knows what to do. And we jump from the same elevation. We jump from the same plane. But our perception of the event is very, very different. One person can have a lot of fun. The other person, it could literally be, it could literally be traumatizing. That affects the body differently. And I have learned to perceive the world in a way that's new and that's different and it's a lot more fun. And with those changes in my perception, it allowed my body to, to match accordingly. And that is the principles of cause and effect and the mind-body complex at work. And we talk about disaster. An ankylosing spondylitis diagnosis for many, many people is disastrous. And I do not use that word lightly. From personal experience, it was disastrous for me and my parents and those that cared about me when I was in the shape that I was in. And then I got that diagnosis. Now within disaster lies opportunity, lies lessons. And one of the reasons why I can sit here today and talk to you all from a place of having a lot of freedom in my body, not being on medication, being relatively flexible, and certainly youthful, playful, capable, and athletic is because I took an approach that allowed me to look for the positives within the situation and to think differently. That's where Peter was so helpful for me, was, was to teach me how to think differently, which was one of the best gifts I've been given and what was brought about because of ankylosing spondylitis. Enjoy the show. Really, really good to have you all here. <laughs> all right. Hello, Peter. How are you? Hey, Skylar. Good to see you, man. What's going on? I've got a couple jokes for you. 
You ready? <laughs> All right. Lay it on me. Okay. All right. So the first one is, why do we tell actors to break a leg? Hmm. There's got to be a good reason. <laughs> I don't know. Why do we tell actors to break a leg? Every play needs a cast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a pun. It makes you laugh, doesn't it? Totally. All right. Here's a simple one. What kind of shoes do burglars wear? <laughs> Sneakers. <laughs> yes, you got it. Good That's job. That's pretty obvious. Okay. Here's one. Today at the bank, an old man asked me to check his balance. So I pushed him over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hope you're just teasing about that. I'm just teasing. I'm well, you know, teasing. it feels good to laugh. So I'm glad you started out today's podcast with a couple of jokes. I mean, it feels really good. It's good for us to do so. And we talked about that in the last podcast, the benefits of humor and how it helps. Yeah. I've always found humor to really be helpful for me to, to break the stress, to get me out of my head, kind of into my body, get me a little more comfortable. A little bit of laughter has always helped me be a little more comfortable. So you've trained for that and you've done well with that. But for a lot of people, that's the antithesis of what they want to do. They don't want to, they don't want to get into their bodies and feel what they're feeling. And so they get stuck in the pain. So they'll tell you that they're stuck and there's no cure and there's no relief, you know, long-term because they don't want to go there. Their resistance is what's blocking them from changing that experience. But you've trained well for that. You've gotten into the body and the feel good measures that uh, heal the body. And I wrote something about that, uh, my habits that heal this week. Do you have that there? I do. And this is a great continuation from, from the best medicine, which is what we talked about before. This is Winslow's Habits That Heal Lesson 29. Use the best medicine. You've probably heard the saying, laughter is the best medicine. Well, it's more than just an old wives tale. Laughter really does benefit your health. Laughter doesn't just lighten your load mentally. It actually creates positive changes in your body. Studies show that laughter increases immune cells and infection-fighting antibodies, thus improving your protection from disease. When you chuckle, chortle, or laugh out loud, you reduce your body's production of stress hormones and activate the infection-fighting cells. This activity has a powerful anti-inflammatory effect, which strengthens your immune system, boosts your mood, diminishes pain, and protects you from the damaging effects of stress. Laughter enhances your intake of oxygen-rich air, stimulates your internal organs and muscles, and triggers the release of serotonin, the key hormone that stabilizes your mood, feelings of well-being, and happiness. It also activates the endorphins, the body's natural feel-good chemicals, which promote an overall sense of well-being and can even relieve pain. Laughter not only feels good, it is very good for you. In addition to offering benefits to your physical, mental, and emotional well-being, it draws people together in ways that trigger healthy social interactions and strong interpersonal relationships. Now, Instead of ruminating on a stressful situation, create a new habit of joking about it. 
Finding the humor in any circumstance can help you see the things in a different light and reduce your stress, pain, and anxiety naturally. Yes, and all that from laughter. Laughter in nature can help relieve inflammation in the body. And as we continue to feel better, we're going to laugh more. So it's this gift that keeps on giving back. And as people continue to reduce pain, feel better, balance their serotonin levels, they're simply going to laugh more and more and more. And feel better and better and better. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing that we have this, you know, we have an internal pharmacy in our brain. It, It makes hundreds of chemicals and neurotransmitters that uh, can do all manner of healing in our bodies and minds. And we're carrying this around with us all the time, free of charge, access to the chemicals that feel good and create well-being in the body and balance the uh, homeostasis that's necessary for all the systems in the body to work together towards better health and healing. And the thing that blocks people is feeling fear, which is the opposite of laughter and love. So because they've been told, You've got a diagnosis, so that's akin to a death sentence. You will never be free of this disease, ever. Well, that's very fearful. It invokes a lot of pain and sorrow. And those emotional feelings block the chemicals in the body that feel good. So just laughing about things and taking them lightly is a natural antidote to the dread and the fear and the pain that uh, the emotional pain that happens organically when, when we're threatened. Mm-hmm. So it's that simple. Like you said, you know, laughing alone probably isn't going to cure your disease, but it's going to put you on the right track to healing and health and wholeness when you uh, proceed correctly with things that help your body heal. One way I've noticed it in my personal life is that I used to be really stressed out a lot. And a lot of the stress I was holding in my body as feelings of not being good enough. And that took a lot of humor away from me. And I would recognize the more I started to laugh that it would get me out of the fight or flight response that I was kind of living in quite a bit. Like if I'm laughing, I'm usually not very stressed out, if stressed out at all. Takes you out of stress immediately when you laugh. And if you allow yourself to continue laughing, it keeps you out of that stress uh, response. Mm-hmm. So is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah. And just if we're talking about sort of the really baseline level of how our body is working, it's almost binary in nature, to my knowledge. And it's either like stressed out or it's not stressed out. It's in fight or flight or it's in rest, repair, digest, thrive. Laughter helps bump us into the rest, repair, heal, digest and thrive nervous system. Versus the sympathetic nervous system, which is that fight, flight, freeze. Right. So one of them is resistance and the other one is acceptance. And those are the only two attitudes that human beings ever really have. Mm -hmm. Any attitude that you can name is either a resisting or it's an accepting of what is. So people don't realize this is mind-body awareness. The mind is what's doing it. So medicine and, and uh, science, medical science is starting to look at this stuff now. And, and I've read a couple of books lately by medical doctors who say stress is perceived. And for one person, something that's perceived as dangerous and threatening 
for another person is fun and challenging. You know, think about bungee jumping or skydiving. For some people that could mean a heart attack. For other people, it's like fun and exciting and thrilling. It's really that simple. It comes down to resisting or accepting what is. The, the fact that stress is perceived, I really like the skydiving example. Cause like, say you and I went skydiving and I had grown up like terrified of heights and just, you know, afraid to even step up on a stepladder. And you had grown up in an environment where you were, you were a parachute jumper, right? You're fighting fires or something. And you and I go skydiving together and I'm like crying and just freaking out the whole way up in the plane and getting ready and jumping out of the plane. And you might just be laughing. Like your body might just be literally enjoying the ride and you might be just laughing the whole way. It's the same thing that we're doing, but it's the perception that's different. That's exactly right. I want people to realize that. It's always, you know, it's, we're about to experience the same thing, jumping out of an airplane. One person likes it and is thrilled by it. That's a form of stress called eustress. Mm-hmm. And the other person is deathly afraid of it and could even have a heart attack on the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Based on the same event. Yeah. So here's a good question for you, Peter. And it really, I think, speaks to our audience. Regarding stress being a perception, what would you love to see as the years go by of how people are perceiving ankylosing spondylitis like freshly being diagnosed with as most people take it almost as as a death sentence and i can understand why because both you and i went through that process and we recognize too that that first perception although it's scary it doesn't have to be what sticks with us forever do you agree Absolutely, of course I do. And so what I would like people to know is that there is a solution. And in fact, there's a solution for every illness. We just have to find it. And that's one of the hermetic principles that is taught in the Kabbalah, one of the wisdom schools that I'm versed in, that every question has an answer. Every malady has a remedy. There is no problem without a solution. And every illness has a cure. We just have to discover what those things are. And so what I'd like people to know is that the medical communities, the allopathic uh, doctors and so forth in the American Medical Association, they haven't found the solution yet. That does not mean that there is no solution. In fact, because of that hermetic principle that I mentioned earlier, there is no question without answer, no malady without remedy, no problem without solution. We simply have to find what the solutions are. And I'd like people to know that they can find it. They just have to quit going to the only one place that people say there is no hope. They start broadening the horizons and looking around in the world, like finding us on this podcast, two people that are talking right now in real time that have had AS and overcome it. Mm -hmm. And I have many, many more examples. If you go to my websites and look at the uh, testimonies and the people's uh, accountings of what they've experienced by doing my system, There's many, many people the world over who have overcome AS and its symptoms, but they didn't do it simply by following the doctor's orders. So that's what I'd like people to know, that there is a solution for everything. We simply have to find it. Yeah. 
I like that. And what a more hopeful way to live our lives, not only regarding AS, but all the other challenges we have in our life. There's a solution to every malady. There's an answer to every problem. It's a whole different mindset. Changes everything in terms of your outlook and your attitude. And now you're in acceptance instead of resistance. Resistance yeah. is what blocks the flow of healing, blocks the flow of laughter, blocks the flow of love and joy and peace of mind and health and wealth and happiness is all blocked by resistance, emotional, mm. mental fear. Yeah. And so, Peter, as I'm sitting here kind of talking about this with you, I'm also in my mind reliving my diagnosis that I got from several different doctors. And the word that comes to my mind a lot during that time was disaster. Like, <laughs> like an AS diagnosis for me was disastrous. It was not something I took lightly. It was disastrous for really like my whole family. And there's also a phrase that I really like to live by. And sometimes it can be a lot to swallow, but it's that with every disaster, there's, there's equal opportunity. You embody quite a bit of that would you agree well you know that all comes from ancient chinese uh, philosophy in fact the character for the word disaster in the uh, chinese dialect ancient chinese dialect is two characters actually disaster is two characters and one character means danger and the other means opportunity so disaster means danger and opportunity and I know what uh, this is about. So yeah, I live this practice as best as I can. I always look for opportunities. I always look for the uh, high road. And sometimes I don't find it, but usually I do. And so I don't shy away from disasters, although I don't need to manifest them anymore because I've learned enough from the disasters of my previous endeavors in life. But uh, I learned a lot from a woman that I used to date many years ago, who was, her job was a crisis manager for a large corporation. Her job title was actually crisis manager. So they had a nationwide corporate sales structures and storefronts and, you know, markets. And she would go into these different cities where they were having troubles and straighten them out. She'd look at the crisis and pull an opportunity out of the crisis. So she'd go, she'd be sent into the, you know, Boston and New York and Chicago and Atlanta and spend six months there ferreting out the crisis and creating an opportunity out of it. And I learned a whole lot from that person, from her, about how I can do that in my life as well. So every disaster has opportunities within it. You just have to accept what is, realize what's happening and find that opportunity. And that's what ankylosing spondylitis gives us a great opportunity to do. Because it's an autoimmune disorder, AS is the body attacking itself for no apparent reason. And we can go and try and figure out why that is, but it's really not, not necessary. All you have to do is get to the other side of the uh, equation and stop fighting it, accept what is, and move in the direction of doing what feels good and what's healthy and wellness oriented, rather than fighting disease and trying to get rid of it. That's resistance that blocks the flow and locks stress into place. 
That's why the medical community says they have no cure. Mm -hmm. Because the, the approach they take is locking the stress into place and the stress just foments more and more disastrous in the body. Yeah. It's important to move forward into the areas of wellness and health instead of getting locked into fighting disease and fighting stress. Is it enough for most people to just sort of like take that advice with for what they will and move forward in life trying to be happy? Is that going to help them heal from AS or do they need more? Well, certainly the answer is more. I mean, that can help to a degree, but if they're just trying it to see if it works, it's probably not going to get the results that they want to get. That's why I've created a system to take them by the hand and lead them step by step through the process because they're going to face challenges along the way. And what they need to do is create a new style of living and thinking and being and doing things. And that's what most people don't want to do until they realize how fun it is and how good it feels <laughs> to be free. <laughs> yeah. Being free is a great way to live a life. Yeah. Yeah. Free from pain, free from suffering, free from judgments and, you know, the other self-abnegations that we put upon ourselves. That's what will change. Mm -hmm. We have to do something about it. AS comes in and says, I'm not going to let go until you do something about what's causing this situation. And so that's the opportunity in that crisis to be able to find the uh, solutions and follow the systems to health and wholeness and love, light, happiness, joy, and well-being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up how fun it is from personal experience to learn how to become free of the severe self-judgments that I had on myself and the feelings of insecurity, social anxiety, not good enough syndrome, overthinking things into being like more present, more lighthearted, more in my body has been, right? Like that's been the gift that disaster ultimately offered to me. Albeit it took me some time to wrap my head around it and learn what to do, but what an amazing gift. Well, yeah, we have to learn what to do, don't we? I mean, it's the process that we go through that is largely counterintuitive. And to give you evidence of that, the first step in my system for overcoming AS and defeating it is to stop fighting it. Now, whoever told you that before? Who said we're going to stop fighting this? Everybody else has said, let's fight. We're going to fight. We're going to use drugs. We're going to use diets. We're going to use all these implements and tools that are no fun and dangerous in some cases. And we're going to fight this situation. And that's the first thing I do is let go of fighting. Stop being a warrior. Stop fighting yourself and fighting your body because when you fight against yourself, nobody wins. So the first thing we do is counterintuitive. Stop fighting and realize the opportunities that are before you now and how AS has led you to these opportunities. And it won't go away until you do something about it. You know, there's a lot more in that than we're going to cover in the podcast. But that is a huge perception shift from what most people are perceiving about AS, of just that it's bad and wrong. But with your help, I learned that there was actually a lot of benefits to the situation I was in. And that once I learned from it, made a few changes, 
the whole situation could change, my body included. And now you have freedom. That was the mm -hmm. opportunity that was lying in the uh, wreckage of the diagnosis and so forth. Yeah, I have, this is really important to say, I have a lot more freedom now than I did before AS. Even though like I was younger, I, again, like I was in college, I had a lot of freedom in school and as a, as a youth, but I have more freedom now than I did then. And that is really significant. And I would also hazard to say that you have a lot more wisdom now too. You understand how life works in a different way than you ever have before. These are all the benefits that came out of your experience with AS. Mm -hmm. And nobody's being told about this by and large for the most part. So this is the opposite of what people are doing and the opposite of what they've been told to do. And this is what works because what they've been told to do may offer some temporary pain relief but it's not a solution long-term. You know, you can go on really severe restricted diets and get some pain relief, but then the body downregulates and you have to keep restricting the diet further and further as year after year after year, decade after decade go by. It's just no fun to live your life that way. Yeah. I'm into having fun, man. Let's make it, <laughs> make it ha happen. Let's have a good time with this. Yeah, fun and freedom. And that's why the, the results that we have had are different than other people's because this is a different process. As I said, just go to my website, asrecoverychallenge.com and look at the people and listen to the people and what they say about the program. Don't take my word for it. Don't take our word alone. Talk to people who've actually done this process and have gotten the results and they'll tell you what's going on and they'll tell you how they feel and how easy it is and how much fun it is to let go of what no longer works and get on the bandwagon with what does and feel better and better about yourself and grow healthier and stronger with each passing week. And it happens quick. Yeah, the community is there and it's just continuing to grow. Yes, indeed. Great, Peter. Well, in honor of having fun and creating freedom, let's continue to use lesson number 29, the best medicine, and continue to laugh and enjoy our lives and share this hopeful and empowering knowledge with everyone who's excited to hear about it. So I get to have fun too, not just feel <laughs> and be happy, but I have fun at the same time. I'm in, let's do this. Great, so, so we'll end with, with one more joke, okay? What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? I don't know. What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? A stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for the comic relief. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for coming on, and we'll talk to you soon, Peter. All right. See you then. <laughs> All right. I imagine you laughed a little bit. I imagine we said a few things that may have been kind of new to you. If you have questions, you can reach out to me at skydenton.com. You can reach out to Peter at asvictors.com. And it's worth checking out some of those testimonials because people like that are who you really want to surround yourself with. The people that are having successes, who are learning positive things and living a good life and an improved life, that is what I want for you. And so those are the kind of people to hang around. And that's why it's so good to be here with you. 
producing the show. And I wish all of you the best. Continue to learn, continue to grow, treat yourselves well. And I look forward to connecting with more and more of you to expedite your path into a better, more fun, and more playful life.